Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mandory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, this is uh, the 20-something of no October 2023. That's so you know immediately whether or not it's the correct date. <laughs> Sorry about last week. Uh, that was kind of a weird confluence of things. Dory, preview. I'm not blaming Dory. Obviously, it's my fault because I put it together ultimately and found the ad breaks and listened to them and still didn't realize it was a different episode. But uh, Dory had cleaned out the Dropbox we share for Excellent Adventure, like cleaned it completely. Like it was like, it was such a mess. She went in there and cleaned everything up. Um, except for one folder that happened to be, it's happened to say 10-16. 1016. So I looked at it. Oh, this is the episode coming out on the 16th. Great. I opened it up, and in there was two separate and, audio tracks. And because we had recorded on Monday, it was the 16th. Yes. Otherwise, it would have been the 15th. Right. And on top of that, we just happened to last year, like one year earlier, we happened to record on. Uh, Riverside. Riverside. So which, there were two separate, which most of the time last year, we were in here in my office. So I opened it up 1016. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, this is definitely it. Perfect. Pull them in. Uh, do a level. Now, I had texted you the link to the correct files. I just want to state that for the record. I don't believe you. but I did. Uh, whatever. The point is. That I then put up the wrong episode uh, from the year previous. I'm, I'm just going up here to make sure that she didn't text me the episode, because I don't think she did. Although she was gone that weekend. Yeah, no, she didn't text me the name. The, you didn't text me the episode, just so you can back off. Mm. You, you sent me a screenshot. And you showed me the, aren't these files correct? And I was like, what's funny is because they are, are still our name, Matt Myra and Dory, and like all the way down to like the file numbering name, whatever. Point is, I put out the wrong episode. This is the right episode. I'm sorry, everybody. Then on the patron side of things. <laughs> are you sure even when you reposted it that the audio was correct? Did you listen to it? What are you talking about? Because we got we got messages saying that the <sighs> that the Bake Off well, I can't audio check it right now because we're recording a podcast didn't play, and then you I redid, redid it, it yeah. and I reposted it, and then like two days later, someone was like, "Did you know that the audio isn't?" They might have gotten playing. it to their podcatcher. Oh, on I the see. The original app, so. I'm going to assume that's what happened. I'm going to go in here now. Mm -hmm. where, where are we? I mean, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Look, I, you know, let's sort out everything, okay? Let's sort out all of our kerfufflings <laughs> just so we're pos positive uh, whether or not it's my fault, which it seems to be. So, thank you. GBBO Patreon, let's see. That's Halloween week from last year. You know what it is? It's these dates are like so close to each other. Yeah. That 
everything, whatever. Okay, this is silly, and I'm so sorry. Anyway, if you happened to get the wrong episode last week, go back, check the file again, re-download. You'll see that is uh, it's the it's the episode it should have been originally. I'm sorry. Okay. We also recorded on two separate days because Dory had been away for the weekend, and then um, we sort of just were like too exhausted by the time Sunday night rolled around. And then we're in a similar situation today, where we're super exhausted and gonna well, have we to record we no longer tomorrow. we no longer have. Sorry to give you like this like very boring behind the scenes People look into love our BTS, lives, you know. But we no longer have Sunday afternoon childcare, which has had a sort of like ripple effect on everything. I would say it's a cascade effect. It's a cascade failure. Um, and I didn't, I don't think I quite realized like how much work I got done on Sunday afternoons. Yes. And also how, uh, how that sort of f- slotted us for recording. Yes. Especially when adding the Patreon episodes. Right. Cause like, you know, you could slide. And we, we lost. Always, we, we always knew we were going to record yes, on Sunday. We lost that childcare right when we decided to <laughs> decided do to do the extra, extra episode. So that also happens to get done the same time. That also don't come out till Friday. I know that's that's part of the issue too. If they came out like on Wednesday, oh yeah, it would just like make it a lot easier. But you know, whatever. Basically, in the past, Sunday had just kind of been another like half work day for us and now it no longer is and because of henry um and because we record together it's not like one of us can take him while the other one like does the podcast i had the thought today that like it'd be funny if you had tried while while i had taken henry out to the craft store and to get a muffin in the morning i was like it would have been very funny if you tried to record the podcast your half and then I had to listen to it and pretend I was in a conversation with that you. That would be funny. Um, I could write a script and then we could like yeah, do it. Yeah, and then I would do the perfect. Yeah. I did record the podcast for the paid subscribers of my newsletter because I'm doing like a weekly pop culture roundup thing. And I did manage to get that done. What a value add. Way to go. It is a value add. People seem to be enjoying it. And it's just like fun for me because I get to rant about things Dory for like 20 minutes. has always been a person who has needed a pop culture corner. You know, she's needed an outlet to express her views. I like a pop culture corner. You like to have a literal like news segment. I do. I do. So there you go. I think, um, I think that's wonderful. Head over and subscribe to her newsletter. Thank you. It's dory.substack.com. There's also, there's Substack offers you a seven day free trial. So you can always just like listen to a bunch of them and decide. Try if, it. Please if forget. You wanna, if and you want to subscribe. It'd be great. Um, I appreciate it. Anyway, whatever. Matt took Henry this morning. I took Henry this afternoon, but you know, we need to be together to record. So this podcast, yeah. that didn't, that didn't really help this situation. And then Henry, we actually went to visit a different babysitter of ours who just had a baby. Henry and I went and he was like very intrigued by the whole baby situation. It was very interesting. He didn't want to hold the baby, <laughs> uh, but he did want to like shove a pacifier in the baby's <laughs> mouth. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and I was like, okay, gentle. Anyway, point being, he fell asleep on the way home. And like usually, oh, and also last night we went to like a Halloween light show thing at the, um, Descanso. at Descanso Gardens, which is like a kind of like a local botanical garden. 
And we had a real basic bitch annoying weekend. And then because we took family photos before that, and he wouldn't sit still for yeah, them. So annoying. And then he didn't go to sleep till like eight thirty, which is very late for him. And I think he got up at his normal time. Oh, for sure. So he, he was tired, and then he fell asleep on a, on the way home from Katie's house. And usually when he falls asleep in the car, he just like wakes up and goes about his business when we get home. Yeah. And this time he was like, I like he, he just like flopped into my arms and wanted to sleep more. And I was just like, I don't like, I you're t- like, I can't, I'm not going to force you to stay up. What like, we should have done was recorded immediately. <laughs> it's true. So he he basically napped and then didn't fall asleep till almost nine. It's now nine twelve p.m. on Sunday night, and we're recording this. Yeah, and you know, usually he's he's out by and like seven fifteen. We are also out at that point. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like we have like, totally. It's been a this full, is our bedtime. It's been a full weekend of of Henry, who is great, but you know, a lot is great. Yes, but also is four and a half. Is so. four and a half. He's and he's really four and a half. There was like a parent, little parent party for our oh preschool. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, we just had a crazy weekend. Like we, there was a parent party for our preschool that we went to on Friday night, and I was talking to another mom I know whose daughter is like six months older than Henry, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, once my daughter turned five, it was like so much easier. Four and a half was just really rough," and I was suddenly like. Oh, Henry's almost four and a half. Yeah. He has been a little, like, tougher lately. He's been a little bit of a shithead. <laughs> Matt keeps calling him a shithead, which I don't think is very nice. Because he's behaving like one. He's acting like a shithead. I know, but he's I like don't. He's, like, purely doing things to be a shithead. I don't think that that is a nice way to refer Look, to him. and then I'm saying to Henry, Henry, did you just do that because you wanted to get us mad and break it? And he goes, yeah. Like, it's things like that that are like, You're, that's a shithead move. I don't say this to him. He also, when I was like finally trying to get him to go to sleep, I like went back in his room with him and I said, okay, I will sit here with you until you fall asleep, which is not something I typically do. But I was just like, he needs to fucking go to sleep. And I was like, but I'm not going to talk. Like, we're not talking. We're just going to be quiet. And he goes, this is my room, so I get to decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's, it's a big thing for him. And like my response is usually, well, I'm the mama, so I get to decide. He does not like that. What a weekend. He doesn't, (laughs) yeah, he doesn't like ultimate authority. He also thinks he's stronger than me. He thinks he's the strongest person in the house, um, which, you know. I mean, he's probably the second strongest person in the house. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, He's like, like, he's like, I could probably pick you up. And I'm like, Henry. (laughs) No way. Uh, and then what else? I mean, oh, then, then he watched you made- Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 yesterday. Like, he watched two full movies. And then he was mad that he didn't get to play. And then he was mad that he didn't have time to play because we left at 2 o'clock in the afternoon to go get our family photos taken and then do Descanso's nighttime pumpkin watch. <laughs> and then today I tried to make squash soup and it was a big fail. I, I broke the the um, Vitamix plunger thing. Yep. Broke that. Like, you know, you're, you're watching Hell's Kitchen and you see these chefs like use the Vitamix and then 
stupidly pull the top of it off and then hit the button and then I did it today and I put the plunger all the way in there. It was terrible. Anyway, I made some noodles too, some cheesy noodles and then asked Henry how his day was. He said it was thumbs middle. And we're like, oh, why was it thumbs middle? He goes, dinner. <laughs> so... I'm, and he, he just said it so matter-of-factly. Yeah. He was, like, very disappointed in dinner, and, but, like, not mad about it or anything. Just, no, dinner. Dinner, dinner sucked. <laughs> so. He was, like, he was basically like, well, the croutons were good. Yeah. That was the one thing that I made. Yeah, so, I'm actually, he's, who said it? He Did he say that Mama is supposed to cook now? <laughs> what is it? I'm not allowed to cook, essentially, is what he told me. Honestly, it was. It's always a, like a little validating because I feel like sometimes Matt takes my dinner making for granted. I don't. I'm. Just, I'm just like trying to help when I can. You know what I mean. So I saw squash soup. I mm-hmm. knew you were gonna be out. I was like, I could do. Yeah, that. but I had. I had planned the day, timing wise, so that I would be home in time to make the soup. You didn't tell me that. Well, but because you had already like taken it upon yourself to make the soup. And because I was like, when you were making the menu, I okay. said, I'll make the squash soup oh, I didn't in the Vitamix. I, I thought it was just, we can make the squash soup in the Vitamix. I didn't know that you had decided to make the squash soup in the Vitamix. Whatever. The point is, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> so. Well, you're definitely not allowed to use the Vitamix for dinner anymore. Can't wait to see what Dory's Thanksgiving turkey is like. Oh, I will never cook Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, whatever. It's up to well, Henry. Not gonna probably not like allow me to do it. So, listen, we last time we had Thanksgiving dinner at home, we got it from Bristol Farms, which is like a fancy grocery store here in Los Angeles. Yeah, and I thought it was very good. It was fine. Like it was yes, but we didn't have to cook it. I wouldn't have given the day a thumbs middle based on that dinner. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of a thumbs up. <laughs> Um, before we take a break, the the correct episode last week, there was a lot of talk about cameo mm-hmm. because I had gotten Matt a cameo from Jason from Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. for our anniversary, and we did a big thing about like who who was charging a lot on cameo and who seemed popular and all this stuff, and then literally like. Three days later, there was a big article in the New York Times about how horribly Cameo is doing. Really? <laughs> yes. I the, wonder if we prompted that. The subhead is a startup that offers fans a way to buy personalized videos from celebrities was supercharged by pandemic boredom and venture capital. All it had to do was grow forever. <laughs> All it had to do was grow forever. <laughs> Needless to say, it did not grow forever. Um, it is like a very in-depth, long article about how like Cameo basically like flew too close to the sun. Oh, well, I hope Cameo s- in some form stays stays with us. And they went from almost 400 employees to 33. There was no need for Cameo ever to have 400 employees. Correct. That is correct. Unless each of them was specifically handling one of their celebrities well there was this funny part about how at one point they like trying to let me find the oh yeah so 
they had to reach out to at least a hundred people per day to try to get them on Cameo. Which is why, like, if you remember... Oh, that's why they were reaching out to us. Yes, exactly. Like, they were really, like, digging deep mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> William Shatner of Star Trek complained several times on Twitter about how Cameo's employees were relentless in hounding celebrities to death and swore he'd never join. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shatner would have made a mint. Oh, totally. Yeah. But that's so Shatner to be like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um... So anyway, I just thought that was funny that like the timing was very funny. Um, I I agree. I, I hope that Cameo sticks around. I think it is like a funny, great service. I mean, it should, you know, if if it goes away, it can be restructured into something like that. That service seems viable if you have the right money behind it. You know, it's not something that needed a billion dollars. Right, exactly. They got too much money behind it. Yeah. Um, we did get a we did get a voicemail about cameo. We could play that now, or we could play it after the break. Well, why don't we take the break? And okay. Then we'll come back and discuss cameo for another four hundred hours. Okay. We'll be, be right, right back. back. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Are you ready to get active? Well, think Bombas, the better basics that take sweat-wicking, blister-preventing, friction-free movement seriously. Uh, Look, they finally admitted it. It's in the ad copy. Golfing is among (laughs) the activities that Bombas is proud to be a part of. And nearly every time I golf, Bombas socks are a part of my golf game. In fact, same for today, tennis. Same for tennis, oh, I, Matt. I I had to wear the high ones today because it was uh, thirty seven degrees. Wow, I bet you I loved. Golfing. I bet you loved those soft, breathable materials. I loved literally everything about them, including their fun bluish green color. Look, nice. I've been talking about Bombas forever, guys. Socks, underwear, t-shirts are the number one, two, and three most requested items in homeless shelters. And that's why for every comfy item you purchase, Bombas donates another comfy item to someone experiencing homelessness. Performance socks are made with technically advanced features like proprietary hex tech. Oh, that makes sense now that the hex is, mm-hmm. is stitched in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it incorporates yep. sweat See, wicking See, the light bulb's yarns. going off. Ah, supportive strategic <laughs> zone cushioning. Built-in ventilation to increase airflow. Bombas are a gym bag staple that are made to last and a golf bag staple. And if they experience any wear or tear, Bombas will replace them for life. I didn't know that. Wow. Hold the phone. Wow. I was like, I was like, I gotta get some socks replaced. Then I realized none of them are in need of replacement. (laughs) Their performance socks are very colorful and comfortable. And you want to wear them even when you're not working out. Or hitting the links. No matter how you like to get active, Bombas has something for you. Gripper socks to help you stay balanced in Pilates and bar. Or mm-hmm, for Dory's, mm-hmm. Dory's dad, whose favorite thing is socks that have grippers on the bottom. 
Uh, left, right foot contoured running socks give you a perfect fit that won't slide in your shoe. Merino wool socks keep you comfy and supported all day while on the course, baby. Bombas is a 100% happiness guarantee. That means you're covered for life. Reach out anytime. Their happiness team uh, will help facilitate easy returns, exchanges, or replacements. Go to bombas.com slash adventure. Use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure and use the code adventure at checkout. Hi, we're back. Thanks for being back with us again. You're listening to the correct episode. Don't worry. Um, oh, and just a reminder, you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail or Matt and Dory at gmail. They go to the same place. You can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. We love getting your voicemails and your texts. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash adventure, where we are recapping the Great British Bake Off slash baking show every week. And the you know, our episode comes out sometime after the we see it. So we we try to get it out by Monday. Oh my god, it's it's such a and you realize that like by then it's like two days until it airs in England. Okay. I'm just saying. Like, that's how... I mean, I also don't think everyone is watching it the second it goes up on Netflix. I disagree. I know that we do. We used to. We try to, but then, like, things got complicated. (laughs) Things got complicated. Holly, come back. Um, (laughs) All right. Okay. Let's hear these cameo voicemails. It's They're two from the same person. It's just, it's like one is a... Whatever. We'll just play. Part one. Oh, wait, I can't do that yet because I didn't. She's like, you ready? The voice was like, yeah, and now I'm not. Mm. So. Matt and Dory, this is Kim calling from a small ski town in Ontario. Uh, I just finished listening to your episode about cameos, and I can't believe you guys don't do cameos, and I think you guys should do cameos. Um, I would love to see a cameo of Dory and Kate and Dory and Matt and Matt and Andy and as a big priced item I would love to see all four of you together on a cameo with Matt and Dory in the middle and Kate on one side and Matt and Andy on the other side <laughs> and I think that'd be awesome Andy's especially seeing how Dory you said you were just looking for a quick get rich quick scheme I was. that is not um, a get rich quick scheme no it's not yeah I think that'd be uh I think that'd be that is a get underwhelmed immediately scheme. Great. I don't think you can get rich off of it, but exactly be extra <laughs> income for you guys. And I uh, think it'd be an awesome idea. I'd definitely get one. Oh, thank um, you. this, oh yeah. Like I said, this is Kim. Uh, I have a, uh, 1200 square foot century old home. Mm. Uh, one husband, one 22-year-old kid who's moved back because he's working remotely. Yay. <laughs> and I don't one believe 20 that. Yay. Puppy called Wicket. Oh, my oh, God. That was incredibly right, timed. Wow. That whippets, was, are, whippets are very smart. That was like a very well-trained bark. Um, you can play the second part of her voicemail. Sure. It's just her stats. Hi, this is Kim calling back again. Didn't she give them all? No hot dogs. Because uh, I forgot. Uh that we have three TVs, uh, the biggest one being 
64 inches. Nice. That's a, in the media, in a TV room. And uh, also uh, numerous hot dogs, but I'm curious as to whether Matt considers uh, hot dogs with cheese rolled in a crescent, Pillsbury crescent roll, mm. uh, hot dog or not. I mean, I consider yeah, them it's delicious. Tons of hot dogs. But I don't year. consider Thanks. them hot Bye. dogs per se. I feel like if you have to ask if something is a hot dog, to it's me, not the speci- a hot dog. Yeah. The specificity of a hot dog is the bun and certain toppings. Anyway, thank um, you for uh, being a person who would like us to be on Cameo. We appreciate I, you. I feel like it, it would be too much of a blow to my ego to be on Cameo if like no one bought the Cameos. Correct. And then I would just... And it's like, what could we charge? $5? Right. Like, I would I would get depressed. And then it would be not great. Um, but we appreciate you, Kim. We, you know, we have done... People have occasionally emailed us and asked us for, like, birthday videos and such for their significant others. And we've always just asked for a donation to a reproductive rights organization of your choice. Dory has. I don't ask for anything. Yeah, Matt doesn't care. She's just like, we got to do this. And I'm like, okay. Um, okay. This is kind of funny. We did get a couple of emails that reference things that were mentioned in the episode from a year ago. This is fucking phenomenal. That, like, I don't think, I think people just. Our lives are so nothing. <laughs> like, nothing has happened in the last year. So, so much so that people are emailing us about the last year's show. That's yes. amazing. And, like, you know, I, I assume. Just like they just listen to whatever episode pops up. They don't like read the show notes because why would they? Um, there were some people who read the show notes and were like, the show notes don't match the episode description, the episode. Um, okay. So, because at first I read these and I was like, did we talk about that? And I then, love this. <laughs> this is fantastic to me. Okay. TL writes, hello. I had to pause the pod. Have you thought of getting a net like they use at a golf range? Great news. Maybe a fishing net on poles would help with the lost ball situation? We, uh, I have pretty much solved that, that, that problem. I've probably since that podcast recorded in the last year, I would say, uh, only two balls have left the yard. Great. Yeah. On another note, have you watched Taskmaster? No, I've, I know of it. And I was kind of interested in seeing the uh, the year where um, I can't remember the actress's name from the IT crowd. Not that Dory would remember the name, but the year she was on. Um, because it was like, oh, finally, a person I know is on that on Taskmaster. Mm. It is a British show that you can watch for free on YouTube. I think Matt would be great hosting a show like this. I'd love to still host shows, so, you know, find me. I hope everyone is feeling better this week. Mm. Love the show, not, TL. Not much better, TL, but thank you. Um, and then Sean wrote, Hey, Matt and Dory, I was listening to the latest episode, reminding me to chime in regarding notaries in Delaware. Oh, yes, the notary discussion from last <laughs> year. Let's hear it. I've been a notary in Del- for Delaware for the past seven years. My process involved a few extra steps as I work for a financial institution, which paid for my notary commission and the subsequent renewals. Delaware has some requirements up front. I'm sure similar to other states, at least 18 years old, legal resident of the state, read and write English, good character and reputation, no criminal record, or if convicted, rights must have been fully restored. <laughs> nice. Pardon? Full and presidential pardon? certified background check also needed. And you must have, quote, reasonable need for a notary commission. 
assuming all of those are met, there is an application process with a fee. After those are accepted and processed, you must take your notarial oath before another notary and return the notarized oath to the state office and wait for confirmation of the final receipt and acceptance by the I state. I hereby promise to sign here and initial there. After that, you can order your materials, go forth and notarize for the duration of the commission. Oh, you get you probably get your stamp. Yeah. Uh, the state does not require any training, testing, or certification. However, my employer requires all employees applying for a notary commission to attend the company's own notary training, which consists of six hours of classroom education and a test prior to applying for the commission from the state. I don't need to notarize very often after switching departments a few what years back. What is this company that's pumping out notarized I'm documents? I'm fascinated. But the company continues to pay for renewals, and I usually get to notarize some work documents every couple months. Though I am a notary for the state and could perform notaries outside of work, I have always just kept it all locked up at work for the sake of simplicity. This ended up being a bit longer than I had planned. And anyway, like you're in Delaware, so you might be like, you're in one of those like shell uh, business buildings where mm. it's like, you know, we're going to register in Delaware because of the beneficial business climate. Yeah, Bello- Delaware. Delaware is like the... Uh, Curacao of, of the United States. The United yeah. States. That's exactly how I would have described it. Oh, thank you. Anyway, all the best. Sixteen fifty square feet, three TVs, sixty inch in living room, forty three inch in den, thirty two inch in bedroom. You don't really hear people referring to rooms as dens that much anymore. I mean, we were a big den family. Mm. We had a den. The den was not the living room. Mm-hmm. The living room set was separate from the den. I feel like, well, I feel like now people call them like a family room. Like, I, I'm just saying you don't hear the word den as well, a I'd much like to anymore. bring it back. Okay. We can do that. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, does it have to be like cozier to be a den or? I feel like a den does imply cozy, but family rooms are generally cozy. And I feel like that's gen- like that's some people like don't have a TV in the living room. There's always like the front room too. Which is the the front room is usually yeah right room. is more formal and then the family room is often like attached to the kitchen or like right you know whatever thirty two inch in bedroom ten hot dogs in twenty twenty three I appreciate that he has kept track <laughs> Sean in Delaware and Sean adds P S crossing fingers for a new Phoebe any day now oh yeah that's Sean all it takes is like people like you to just keep reminding me. And like it will happen. It's like the end of the Peter Pan play when they all got to get together for Tinkerbell. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Well, you know that that was like a fun little. Oh, also up uh, the side track regarding. Yes. Um, Henry thought he had watched one movie. Oh yeah. Because he had watched Ghostbusters one and two. And I think because it had the same people in it, he just assumed the movie was still going, even though we had to put in a Blu-ray, which he was also interested and fascinated by the physical media. Mm. So there you go. Just thought I'd drop that in. I did think it was funny that he thought it was one movie. (laughs) Well, it does say five years later. Did what? It looks like conti- it, it's continuous. It looked moving. like it paused for a second. Nah. Um. Anyway, we did also get some emails about the. He did a number of times during the two movies. Go. Why are they busting ghosts? I know. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> are they gonna bust them? 
<laughs> when are they going to bust ghosts? <laughs> he also said, because Matt was like, oh, that's where Mama went to school because it's on the Columbia campus. Oh, yeah. The first Ghostbusters. <laughs> and then the, and then the uh, you know, at the towards the end of the movie and the climax, it goes or causes a little earthquake outside the uh, apartment building on Central Park West. And uh, the car goes like into the sidewalk and the cement and then the ghostbusters fall into a hole so he asked if that happened to mama did he i thought he asked if like there were ghosts on the campus when i was there no he wanted to know specifically if the earthquake happened to you oh and then didn't he also want to know if they had repaired if he, he wanted to know when the when the street got repaired i thought he wanted to so when the building got he was repaired. like it was probably gonna happen the same day he oh, said, oh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> He's a big, like, public works guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. He sort of sees things as public works projects. He asked, did we talk, might have talked about this last week, but he did ask when the uh, tree branch that fell in Back to the Future, when the lightning storm was happening, he asked when that would get ch- uh, put in the wood chipper. That's because they've been the following trimming, Monday. They've been trimming trees in our neighborhood, and so they've had like wood chippers around. And he's like very in, interested in them. That's crazy. And I'm like, don't get close to them. No, show <laughs> them um, Fargo. You won't get close to them. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's read an email from the actual last episode from Cindy. Just wanted to add my thoughts on the person who's debating on a second child after having preeclampsia. I would caution only having your OBGYN caring for you. Definitely have a team, including an MFM and cardiologist on your team. With my son, I started to have higher blood pressure at our scheduled C-section at 38 weeks. For my daughter, I was seen by an MFM, OB, and a cardiologist, and I developed preeclampsia for 34 weeks and had an emergency C-section. It was so bad that my kidneys were starting to fail. I developed postpartum eclampsia, which everyone thinks that eclampsia is solved with delivery. It's not always the case. My my blood pressure could not be controlled, and I had to go to the ICU for a day to help control my blood pressure. I was in the hospital for a week after delivery, and my daughter was in the NICU for 16 days. It was the worst experience I've had in my entire life, and I still struggle when I think about that time. I guess that is PTSD. Probably should be in therapy, but I digress. Both of my kids were conceived via IVF, so who knows if that was the trigger. Both my cardiologist and OB said I should really should not, that said I really should not get pregnant again, as I would most likely develop preeclampsia again, and maybe even worse. My OB insisted that my hubby get the snip snip, since, as he put it, I've been through too much to have another surgery. While his vasectomy would be quick and easy, thumbs up for my OB. I really hope your OB was like. Hubby, it's time for the snip snip. (laughs) And we are happy now with our two kiddos and no birth control needed because our luck would be we would have a miracle pregnancy after needing IVF to get pregnant. Hey, it's not 100%. Now looking back, you know, miracles can happen. If I had to give any advice to anyone who went through preeclampsia and wants to have another baby, have a team advocating for you. Check out preeclampsia.org. Have the conversation with your cardiologist, MFM, and OB. They should all have your well-being as paramount and should give you a plan on how they will monitor you and what medications you will be on while pregnant. I cannot say it enough, but preeclampsia is nothing to just brush away as something that can be easily dealt with, as in my case, it could have killed me. 
Plus, I've now developed hypertension and I'm on two meds to control my blood pressure. But thankfully, my kidneys are not damaged. Much love to you. And this very hard decision. Love, Sydney. Cindy, who's in 1,500 square feet on Long Island, a 55-inch TV in the basement, a 40-inch TV in the living room, handful of hot dogs this year. But funny enough, my nine-year-old son watched a modern Marvels episode on cold cuts <laughs> and says he will no longer eat hot dogs, processed cheese, or spam. So we may no longer be having hot dogs wow. or he may change his mind by next summer. I mean... I hate to say it, but I think your son's right. I want to watch the modern, modern Marvels episode on cold cuts. They're so bad for you. You gotta see pastrami. They're so bad for you. Oh my god, get over it, okay, lady. I mean, just just have some bologna and enjoy. No, it. I won't. I won't have bologna. Have a nice ham on rye. Um. All right, we are gonna take. I don't like rye, but just for the record, in case anyone's wondering, we are gonna take another little breaky break. Okay, we'll be right back. Hello, we're back. Hello. Okay, we have an email. Um, and it is from Jill, who says, "I've been writing notes to myself to email the pod, but I keep forgetting to follow through. But here I am. I made it finally. First, I wanted to say that a few weeks back, Dory was talking about the feeling of being hot and sweaty while also feeling cold. I think I landed on the accurate word for that. I was feeling that hot, sweaty, damp New England chill of fall, and my brain thought, clammy, clammy is the word, I think. Humid mm. and sticky, but still cool. And this new climate change fall, which is randomly hot, feels even clammier now that I have to chase my two-and-a-half-year-old around the playground on a humid in-between don't-know-how-to-dress New England fall day. Yeah. Did I get it? Is that the feeling, Dory? Yes, clammy is we pretty are, accurate. We're in a real do-not-how-to-dress kind of time. Yeah, we are. That's true. Like, you know, it's and it's and it's not the hopefulness of wanting to wear a jacket, as often is the case in Los Angeles. It's very different because it's like, you'll check the weather. It's like... I can't. That temperature cannot be right. Then you go outside and you're like, oh, and it's humid. Yeah. It's ugh. Yeah, it is ugh. Um, the other reason I'm writing is because I just had a frozen embryo transfer on Monday and I'm looking for some positive embryo sticking energy. I had three failed natural cycle transfers last year, took a break for almost a year, and then went for it with a fully medicated cycle for this round. I think it will be my last time trying because the emotional roller coaster is a lot. Also, there's another uterus in the family. My wife has volunteered to try if this round doesn't work. Anyway, I really want to be pregnant again, so I'm hoping this one sticks. The egg signal I'm sending out is just for good thoughts and wishes from the eggheads. Thanks for keeping me sane during this IVF journey. Jill from just outside Boston with a wife. Science- a wife. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Science toddler, big dog. I missed dog, the last one, so I was sure to get that and one. 1,700 square feet with 55 and 42-inch TVs. And my son just had his first Costco hot dog this summer, of which I ate one eighth because he didn't want to share. <laughs> Rude. Henry's first Costco hot dog really just was about him eating bread and ketchup. Oh. He I think all hot dogs are vessels for ketchup for him, but he did eat the whole hot dog on Saturday. No, he didn't. He did eat a lot of it. He ate dog. a lot of it, but he did not eat the whole thing. Um... Well, Jill, sending good vibes. I hope that it worked out. Please keep us posted. And uh, yeah, clammy. That's it. All right. We got a text from someone who needs advice. We're changing our one-year-old's car seat this week, and we don't know what to do with our old car seat. It's a three-year-old Cybex. I've heard you can't donate it because of safety reasons, but it's in really good shape, and I can't imagine the only option is to throw it away. Any ideas? Um, you know. 
I see people giving away car seats all the time. The car seat safety people will tell you not to do this. We've gotten emails from people who say, don't do this. Don't say you can do this. So I'm giving that disclaimer. People say you shouldn't do this. If you are confident that the car seat has never been in an accident and it has not expired and it has not been like out in the sun, I personally do not see an issue with giving it away. But some people do. So I leave it to you. That is my personal belief. Good people on both sides. Good <laughs> Do your own research. Um, the other option, Target, like a couple times a year, has an event where you can bring in an old car seat and they'll give you a coupon for like 20% off, I think, um, or maybe more. I think it's 20 of other baby items. So if you know that you are in the market for like some other big ticket item, you can like bring in your old car but seat. Like once you're getting rid of a car seat, it's like... I'm getting rid of this because I don't want more baby stuff. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe you need a uh, uh, new pack and play. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. One of those glide rocking chairs. Yeah. Those are nice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So those are my ideas. Um, Emily wrote in to ask, it's been interesting and discouraging to hear about Matt's struggle to obtain his medication. I appreciate you two talking about ADHD. I think I'm remembering correctly that Dory read a book for partners of adults with ADHD. So Dory, can you remind me of the title? I looked on your Amazon shop, but couldn't find it. Uh, that's because I haven't read one. It's possible I talked about one yeah, I, uh, and recommended one. Yes. But I have not read I'm remembering. Read one. A similar situation, which may be an ADHD thing. You're just like, what, that giant moth bug? Yeah. That was a new addition that came in when you had left that door open. Oh, okay. Which is why I try not to keep that door open. Mm. But thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so, sorry. What I, what, what I always suggest is to go look up Allie Ward's Ologies episodes because she oh yes that sounds familiar she talks about adhd and partners of adhd and then casey wrote in to say um that her therapist recommended the adhd dude whose website is adhddude.com he's got a youtube channel and has appeared on a few parenting slash mental health podcasts just search his name in Apple Podcasts. And Matt, you definitely sounded perkier. I think that was the word on the last episode. I love being perky. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, Hang on one second. Crisis averted. Back. Hello. Guys, that wasn't even a commercial break. No, but we had to. Uh, I killed the bug. With a three iron. With a Nike three iron. He did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, it was a three wood. Thank you, three iron. Um, okay. Huh, what a goofball. Well, Christine is wondering, what is your favorite thing to do with Henry Solo? And what is your least favorite outing with Henry Solo? I've got four kids, and I found when my youngest twins, Henry's age, were little, I took them out and about more. Now that they can all walk, talk, and have opinions, I dread any outing. 
so much more. I'm a teacher and my husband works full time. So summer, I get them all solo for much of the time. Anyway, what about you? I love that you get to go to Disneyland so often and hearing about your adventures with Henry. Christine in Wisconsin, but up north close to Lake Superior, the Porcupine Mountains are our Disneyland. Nice. Um, favorite activities to do with Henry solo. I don't even know what that really means. I mean, I know what it means intellectually without Dory and by myself. Um, I find all Henry solo activities to be on the same level. You know? What do you mean? Like, they're all... Essentially, if anything occupies his time... Oh, God. That that fell down. That shouldn't have fallen down. Why'd that fall down? I don't know. Um, I, I enjoy solo outings with Henry... Um, for the most part, and it, <laughs> so when we when we were at Desconso, they have hot chocolate, even though it was like 85 degrees yesterday, so it wasn't really hot chocolate weather, but he was excited about having hot chocolate and we had said he could have some. And then he was like, mama, mm-hmm. do you remember when we got hot chocolate in New York? And I was like, yeah, at the restaurant. He's like, yeah. And it was like... I don't. Yeah, because it was a solo outing. Oh, I see how it is. You were... Podcasting. Podcasting. And I had taken him for the morning. And we went to Balthazar, which is a kind of like fancy French bistro in Soho. And we got... I got him hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. We got an omelet and French fries. Oh, boy. He wasn't, he, he didn't really eat. He ate like a couple bites of the omelet, um, but he really enjoyed the hot chocolate. Of course he did. It's chocolate. And he just looked really cute sitting there in the booth. <laughs> um, and that was like sweet because like he remembered that it was a, it had become a core memory for him. Yeah. I mean, he remembers things all the time that I don't or ha- I don't until he reminds me of them. Right. Well, he has fewer things to remember. Yeah, but there was another thing he said the other, very recently, I want to say within the last two days, he was talking about something that had happened previously. And I was like, what? Oh, do you mean this? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Big help. Uh, I like taking him to Disney World, Disneyland by myself. Mm -hmm. But I'd prefer to take him with you. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I totally. like it. I like the activity. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I like, I would, pre- is it weird to say out loud, but I'd prefer to have you with us all the time. And it's not like a, out of laziness. It's more of like a, out of, I don't know. I just feel like he has a better time when he's got both of us. That's because, uh, you know. I'm just special. You're such a good cook. I'm such a good cook. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. I I don't think my squash soup would have been as much of a disaster. No one's would have. Been. <laughs> literally, and anybody. I was on Earth. literally like, "What is happening?" <laughs> it was a clusterfuck. First of all, I mean, what the really where it went wrong was. 
I used too much squash. <laughs> it was so thick. It was like a it was like, like mashed a thick squash, puree. Mashed potato squash. <laughs> with Henry, less butter. Henry, so Henry was like, doesn't soup usually have more water in it? <laughs> And then he was like, so we do a weekly menu now where we like write out what we're, we're going to have for dinner every night, which like, honestly, I think helps me more than anything. But also I think he enjoys like knowing what's coming. And we decided that Sunday night would be soup night. And he goes, but just regular soup. <laughs> but then like we said, oh, you, like last week we were like, oh, you want to have chicken noodle soup? And he's like, yeah, but I don't want chicken in mine. It's like what? I think I think what he actually just wants is broth. I I, I don't disagree. <laughs> but he was very helpful cleaning up tonight. Uh, that was cute. He literally was like getting me each and every dish off the table, which was fantastically helpful. Yeah, believe it or not, we should encourage that. Um, well, he was just looking to delay bedtime, of course, but it was helpful. Yeah. Um, okay, so we actually got a couple emails that we didn't have time to read last week about our sleep number bed. Yeah. Anybody write in for who works for Horsehair Bed Company? No. No, but Anonymous said sleep number beds have a 15-year warranty. If it broke before then, you should be able to get a new one for free. Thing. I just don't think I want a new one. I have a friend who had one go out at eight years and they'd stop making his model. So they had him go to a showroom and pick out whatever he'd like, whatever he liked. It's not horse hair, but maybe free. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just got a Sattva luxury fur mattress I really like, mm. but their latex core pillow has deflated. <gasps> Skip it. See, this is the problem with that, that kind of shit. You know, it stays undeflatable. Horse hair. If you read this, why? Please call me anonymous. You got it. We did read it, and we did call you anonymous. And then Ricardo wrote in. Ricardo had originally written in to ask for um, career advice for his wife. Yeah. And I suggested she become like an insurance doula. Yeah. Um, And he said, thank you for reading my message and answering my question about my wife helping with regular folks in insurance and medical issues. I just wanted to answer Matt about our bed. We did have a king dual chamber sleep number bed for over 10 years, and uh -huh. I loved it while she, with back issues, found it not helpful uh -huh. after about six to seven years. We now have a king cool top memory foam bed that takes a ladder to climb up to for her. <laughs> she, We tried selling the sleep number since it cost us over $1,000, but couldn't find anyone to buy it, even for just $100. So apparently my wife and Matt aren't the only ones that don't like sleep number beds and are now letting Goodwill do what they want with it. Wow. As for Dory's advice, I appreciate the suggestion and we're going to look into how we can market my wife out here in Corpus Christi to do a pay for results arrangement. And while Texas may not like California, we love you guys. Thanks. Thanks again for the numerous pods to keep me and my wife entertained while we drive around doing DoorDash, Favor, Instacart, etc. cetera. Ah. Y'all definitely make the time in the car easier to handle. Ricardo and hey. Jessica in Corpus Christi. Ricardo and Jessica, thank you guys for doing that stuff. I use DoorDash and Instacart too much. But I fully appreciate it because it like takes all the anxiety out of those tasks for me in life. And I really, it's really like a godsend. I do think it's interesting, like how much those things have probably helped like neurodivergent people <laughs> and people with disabilities, like physical disabilities. Yeah. I mean, it's like amazing to be able to like get squash at the house, you know, 
That's an example. Sure. We don't need any more squash. Thank no, we're, we're good on Pass. squash. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, the WJ strike is over. So, you it know. It is over. I don't have a job. Matt yet. still doesn't have a job. You're welcome to cancel. I understand. SAG but is going back to the. Sure that you don't. SAG is going back to the cancel? negotiating table on Tuesday. Did you hear about this? Here's a new special. The Matt got a job special. Oh, I like this special. So if you're already if you were a part of the WGA strike special, where I would just remind you when the strike was over so you could cancel, I'm now going to make you be reminded of only when I get a job can you cancel. Actually, you can do whatever you want, but. God, I need a job. Dodo needs a job too, by the way. We all need jobs. Henry needs a job. Bo needs a job. I am going to try to find a job. Me too. I hope between the two of us. What are we qualified for? We do podcasts. It's a great question. Sure, I've written network television, directed network television, hosted network television can't seem to be qualified for anything (laughs) (laughs) okay well on that note uh support us on patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure i haven't really worked in two and a half years i'm aware it's fucking crazy yep all right continue uh if you support us at the five dollar level you get your name right on the podcast each month if you support us at the ten dollar level you get our great british bake-off recap podcast uh, and if you support us at the $25 level, you also get a fun fact that Matt makes up about you. And you get at any level, at any $5 or above level, you get our regular two bonus episodes per month. Yes, where those you can, are in addition. So you get the GBBOs and Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of us. It's a lot of us. But, yeah, you know. to figure out how to just like suck it out of the weekend. You know, last week when you were going away, we did it during the week. I, you know, I was thinking. I was like, maybe that's. I, thing. I think we need to schedule. Guys, if you were listening to this and it's not Thursday yet, write in. I think we need to schedule a time for us to do it this podcast during the week because we can't do the Bake Off one during the week because it doesn't air till Friday. You're so mad about it. I am kind of mad about it, especially because it airs on Tuesday in the UK, and like, why couldn't they just get it together to air on Tuesday in the US? I don't know. Why does like, it take them three extra days? I feel like it's like a, it's like a, probably like a Channel Four embargo, exclusive kind of rights situation because they have their, you know, the because well, uh, you know, here's what I think it is actually. Yes. Cum ratings, cumulative plus three, so you get the ratings plus three days, which means anybody that DVR'd it over the next three days, they better watch it. That's in the plus three. Okay. So like if you didn't watch it, but you DVR'd it, and then you watch it within three days, that counts towards the ratings. Mm. So I think there's no, it's not, I think the fact that it's four days mm-hmm. probably tells me that it could have been Thursday, but they were like, why would we release that on Thursday? It's going to go Friday. Sure. Well, whatever. Okay. We will, we will figure this out. Pastry week is coming. I'm excited. Um, if you are a $10 Patreon supporter. We're, we're going to try to have this out tomorrow. Um, and complete with regular sound. I'm so sorry. Good God. (laughs) All right. Okay. We're going to thank our patrons. 
We're at the five dollar level or above. So Simone Vanderwinkle, thank you. SJV. Stephanie S. Steve Harcourt. Tanya K. The Holterman Clan. Tracy Jury. Valerie Green. Virginia McFeely. Whitney Hoffman. AJB. Allison Patel. Audrey. Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. Bertha Crowley. CJ. Claire One. Crescent Martin. Danielle Nusiforo. Deanna McLean. Eleanor Powell. Elizabeth K. Jane Ennis. And Jen Brennan. Thank you all very, very much. We appreciate you. You know how tired I was last night and I was like falling asleep during Bake Off? Yes. I then came in here and I was like playing the Spider-Man game and I looked up and it was like 1240. Uh-huh. I was like, what? I just, I wanted to be in bed five hours ago. What am I doing? Yep. Anyway, good night, everybody. Good night.